Um, just a quick little fact that um, Justin and I were laughing about earlier, and it's really not funny, but it's a statistical fact that we both had found, and it says 160,000 children each day of the year will um, are estimated to miss school due to f- the fear of attack or intimidation of being bullied. Now, um, that's kind of scary if you think about it. That's 160,000 students every day of the school year will want to miss school because they're afraid that someone's going to bully them. Now, I know a lot of parents think that um, my kid's not going to get bullied because, you know, back in the day they were bullied because there was, somebody was stealing their lunch money and I pay for my kid's lunch money, you know, via the Internet. Or I send a check-in so no one's stealing their lunch money. Well, that's not how bullying's taken effect anymore. You know, bullying's a whole different ball game now. Um, a lot of people think that we may coddle the idea of bullying because it's in the forefront so much. And, yeah, we may coddle it a lot, but we kind of have to because bullying is such a big deal now. To hear the kids at Back and I Kids talk about it, there's not a kid in that room that doesn't get touched by bullying in some shape or form. It's not only the kids that are shy and sitting off to the side of the room. It's the kids that are popular. It's the kids that are outgoing. It's each and every child that you talk to that's bullied. And I think that it's, it's something that a lot of parents try to overlook because they don't really know how to deal with it. They don't know how to deal with it head on. They ask their kids, did you have a good day at school? And the kids just say, yeah, it's, it was okay. Or what did you do at school today? And they say nothing. And they're like, ha, 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 that's what Jimmy says every day. And they just go on about their business. They don't really probe and they don't really get into it because they don't really know how. Or they might know how or they might fear that something's going on. And because of that fear, they don't really dig in deeper. And so that's kind of what, you know, we really need to talk about here. We really need to find out what's going on with our kids to make sure that your kids aren't one of the ones that are being bullied. And I kind of wanted to read just this little short thing that I'd found about a child, um, and I, it's nobody that's, that's not in this area here, but it says, 13-year-old Brianna um, stated that the first week of school, they fought Alexis. The second week of school, they jumped Samantha. The third week of school, they fought me. Her bruises have faded, but her consuming fears remain. Her crime was sitting on the wrong seat of the bus. A bully wanted her to move. She refused. He started screaming. He spit in her face, and she didn't do anything. Then he smashed her head against the window. When she defended herself, other kids did what an estimated 70% of bystanders do. They joined in. The bus driver continued to drive. This happens every single day. It happens in Baton Rouge. It happens in Livingston Parish. It happens in Ascension Parish. The Bible says in Ephesians, as parents, we're supposed to defend our children. We're supposed to defend them in prayer. We're supposed to defend them from danger. We're supposed to defend them by talking to them. We're supposed to ask them what's going on. We're supposed to help them by telling them to talk to their teachers, their counselors, to their children's pastors, to their youth pastors. So, you know, we wanted, Josh and I wanted to talk to you guys tonight and find out what we can get you to do, what kind of questions you may have to confront your children, 
And I have some helpful things here to, for, for you to, to notice what's going on. You know, some helpful signs are, does your children wake up every day and have these things like, my head hurts, my stomach hurts, I don't want to go to school. Are they coming home ravished? You know, every day I know that when your kids come home, they're always hungry, but are they hungrier than normal? Do you notice when they come home from school, they have to go to the bathroom really bad, maybe worse than they, they normally do, like they've held it all day long and never went to the bathroom? Well, a lot of kids are afraid to go to the bathroom at school that are bullied. Have they all of a sudden stopped wanting to ride the bus? These are things that you need to notice. Are they picking on their brother and sisters now? Are they not, when, you know, more than normal. That's another sign of being bullied. Are they back-talking more than normal? Are they acting out against your husband or you more than normal? You know, where they are just, you know, rather than teenagers are going to back-talk a little bit, but, you know, maybe they've started cursing at you. Have they tried to hit you? These are signs. Have you noticed unusual bruises on their bodies? These are, questions, these are things that, signs that you can notice. Also, nightmares, fears of going to sleep. Helpful things like this are things that you can notice that are signs of bullying. At the end of this, we have other questions, time for question and answers. And so, you know, as Josh is going over the things that he has, I want you to just think about maybe some things that you want to ask, or you can contact me personally. But bullying is something that's very important, and that's something that's very real, and that's going on every single day. And so don't just dismiss it. And think this isn't happening in, in my life, in my area, in my town. Because I live in this small, nice, quiet area. In this small, nice, quiet town. Because I promise you, it does go on in our area. It does go on in your, ne- in your neck of the woods. It goes on everywhere. You know, and, and going into the next topic that we have is depression. You know, as Sarah mentioned, some of these same symptoms are symptoms of you know, depression. And about three weeks ago, we covered that topic in youth. Um, we were able to use the unfortunate situation of you know, Robin Williams, of, of the things that he was dealing with, um, and how that portrayed to all of us, and how almost every single one of us at one point in our lives, we are connected to someone who has dealt with depression, whether or not that person wants to admit that or not, or, or even acknowledge the fact that they are dealing with it. We've all come in contact with depression, and you know, we, we asked each other, is it okay? You know, in youth, we, we ask each other questions like, what do you think? Is it okay for a Christian to be depressed? Can a Christian be depressed? And, and the truth is, you know, to where we cannot be oppressed, we can, you know, have sad times where we are depressed. And, and one of the things that you can look at with your, with your child um, whenever they are is, are they different? You know, or, or you know, are, what are they dealing with? What's going on? Asking them questions and probing and getting into their lives more. You know, what is going on? You know, unfortunately, in, you know, in, in this line, you deal with a lot of people and a lot of hurt people um, and just situations. And, you know, I had to, unfortunately, go and ask young kids, like, why, why, what got you to this point of severe depression? And a lot of it was bullying. It was just the ina- feeling inadequate, feeling insecure. And so a lot of it, they would just wrap up either with a smile or they would just casually walk by and they're like, I would try to talk to my parent, but they were busy. They were on the phone. They, I couldn't get in touch with them. I would try to talk to this person, but I didn't think they would want to hear it. You know, making yourself available. The more you're in front of your child, the more you're just constantly saying, hey, I love you. Hey, I'm, I'm here for you to talk. They'll remember that in those sad times that I can go to my mom, I can go to my dad, I can go to my leader, and I can talk about those times when I'm not feeling happy, when I'm not 
okay. Next thing, a couple of things that um, we talk about. In, in, in youth, when we go to, we, we cover the gambit. We cover a lot of things. We talk about some happier subjects, and then we talk about some meatier ones. And, and just, you know, pretense. We always discuss. I always let the parents know well enough in advance, sometimes a month or three weeks, hey, we're going to be talking about a serious subject, whether it's drugs, sex. We're going to be talking about it. It's not as if it's an every week situation. We say, hey, this is what we're going to be talking about because your students, your children, they need to know what's going on about them. And unfortunately, sometimes they educate us on things that we weren't well aware of. But with drugs, drugs are something that you wouldn't imagine may exist in a middle school, an elementary school, a high school, but it does. You know, um, recently had to deal with someone who came in close contact with it and didn't even realize that they were in close contact with a drug. It affects every single person and it's in arm's reach of all of our young people. And one of the telltale signs, there are so many different code words you can look for, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. But it's being involved in our lives and saying, like, who are you hanging around? What's going on? Setting that environment of saying drugs won't exist in this house. It won't exist with any of your circle of friends. You know, and having an open line of communication. Um, there are certain things you can look for you know, physically. You can look at their eyes. You can look at their sleep patterns. You can look at their eating patterns. You can look at a lot of those demeanors. Are they eating as much as they used to? Are they not eating? Are they getting sleep? What are they going through? Is something different? Um, and then beyond that, of course, you can get some tests done. But a lot of what all of this and the common thread is just being active and being involved in your child's life. Um, sometimes you may think you're prying too much, but you'd rather err on the side of doing too much as opposed to not enough. The sneakiness. What are they hiding? You know, we all have that nature of wanting to hide something right? For me, back in the day, it was food. Other people, it could be, you know, it could be anything. We all just want to hide something, right? Because we don't want to open ourselves up to, you know, vulnerability. We don't want to be, have other people into our lives, but it's very, very important. Um, And exploration, young people, I mean, whether it's, again, elementary, middle school, high school, they're all going to, they go through hormonal changes, and they're always looking at, like, oh, man, one second, they're like, oh, girls are disgusting. Girls are awful. I never want to see a girl, Please get away from me. You have cooties. To the next thing you know, man, that girl's attractive. She's looking really good today. Summer has been really nice to her, and I'm really excited to get to know her. You know, and, and it just constantly grows, and their minds start exploring. And if they're not learning of what's going on in church, if they're not learning what's going on through you, through as a parent, through as a positive older person, they're going to start getting on the computer. They're going to Google. They're going to ask their friends, what is this? What's going on? And if they're not connected to the right group of friends, they will ask the wrong person who is going to tell them, try it out on your own. And they are going to find themselves in a place they never thought they would be. So that's one reason why we like to talk about all of these topics is because we want them to be aware. We don't get completely, you know, all in the details in the weeds. We do if we need to privately, and we make sure that you are aware of all of those conversations. However, it's very, very important that to know that these things are happening with your students. So you probably think it will never happen to mine. It will never happen to me. You know, in middle school, I was quite, I was around a friend of mine who I thought was only smoking cigarettes. And it wasn't until college I realized he was doing, he was smoking weed. And I had no clue. I was in this bubble, glorious bubble. And people do not realize just how close it really affects you. And so it's very, very important just to look for those things 
for the, for the signs and the smells. And just if you ask your child, they're constantly reacting to something. You know that something is up and you can start digging a little bit deeper. So 39% of cell phone users between 18 and 29 say they are not truthful about where they are when they are on their phone, right? It's the, I'm on my phone right now, and then they quickly adjust and shift, and it looks like they're on the, the version Bible app when you know pretty well that they have not been on the version Bible app for the last hour or 10 minutes. You know, you're happy, but when they're always on Genesis 1-1 and can't get past that page, you realize there's a problem, and they're, they're probably not studying in the beginning that long, right? So, with that being said, you know, we all, again, want to hide things. We, even if sometimes it's because you're embarrassed that you like you know, cooking when all your friends don't, it's going back to that bullying intimidation thing, right? There's always, we always want to keep everything to ourselves. So therefore, it's okay to be involved with your child's life if you choose to let them have a cell phone. So with apps, I wanted to go over a few apps that you, know, that you need to be aware of that your child may have, your friend's ch- children may have, um, so Snapchat, Snapchat is one that kind of scares me a little bit. I just, I get weird about pictures on phones, whether it's just like someone sending me a smiley face or, you know, anything, it just, it's just weird. But a Snapchat, what it does, it allows you to send pictures between you and your friends and it only lasts just a few short seconds, right? However, you know, who knows what can happen within two or three seconds when a picture is sent. It could be a picture of a cat saying, have a great day, right? Just of a little, you know, a little cat saying, have a nice day. It could be something far worse than that. And you may not know because that picture only lasts for a few seconds. Now, your children have the option of screenshotting that and the other person knows. But if they want to, if they want to go, going back to that sneakiness factor, if they want to, they're going to try to get it as much as they can within a few short seconds. And it may start off with just, here's my coffee, here's my breakfast, you know, I'm at school today, here's my new clothes, man, I'm looking good, your shirt's off, next thing you know, it's summertime, and you know, then you want to show everything off, six seconds, nobody will ever have to know, it's gone. But what some of these people are doing, they're taking a screenshot, they're showing all their friends, you know, when these young girls are sending pictures, oh, I look really cute, the boy's like really excited, they're showing all their friends. They're saying, look what this girl sent me. She thought it was only going to last six, seven seconds, but it's lasting a lot longer. Snapchat is just one of those, just one of those very, very dangerous apps. Kick Messenger, it's just like a text messaging app, but it's free and it allows it doesn't really affect your data plan. Um, Uvu is like Skype, so you're able to video message a lot with with everyone. It's kind of the same thing with your data plan, and Whisper. Whisper, Yik Yak, and Poof. Yik, Whisper and Yik Yak are kind of the same. So with these, it allows you to send quick little notes. They're anonymous, right? And so this goes out to almost anybody. You don't have to know these people. They're strangers. You get to ask them questions. You kind of put certain fields around you, like, are you in Baton Rouge? Are you in Louisiana? Are you in Livingston? Are you in Watson? And you're able to ask just anybody any anonymous question that you want to. And then the more you keep you know, going into it, you can get into some dangerous conversations. Again, if your children are, have, they're going to have questions. There's no doubt about it, right? And you want them to go to you or a trusted adult figure to answer some of these questions. And of course, you want them to go to the Bible ultimately. But they're going to Google. They're going to these strangers that they do not know. And eventually, they're going to want to possibly meet up with some of these people and say, 
hey, look, you seem really neat on Whisper. You seem really cool on Snapchat. You seem really interesting. Poof is a new one. It, it kind of speaks for itself. Poof is one to where you can have apps on your phone. So it can be Tinder. It can be Snapchat. And then if you know, if I'm on my phone and I know my mom is coming up and she will not be happy that I have Snapchat on my phone, I have Poof to where I can go into that really quickly or set a code, and all of a sudden those apps that I shouldn't be having on my phone are gone. So therefore, your parents go on there like, oh, fantastic. My kid's being great. There's no apps on his phone that are not supposed to be there. But truthfully, they're there. They're just hidden. Okay? So again, they're going to hide as much as they can. And then Tinder. Tinder is also a dating app. Um, I know it's a little bit older, but it is translating you know, into younger audiences to where you can just meet anyone who's on a Facebook or another social um, media profile and therefore you can meet up with them, you rate them, and it's typically used for inappropriate things. All right, so some more social media for you. Facebook, um, I believe most of us are on Facebook. If not, it's just like a big yearbook, right? It's an interactive yearbook that you can go and typically see all that, what everyone puts on there. Now, from what studies have shown and from what I hear from a daily basis with your kids, they're not on Facebook that much anymore. Um, it's still used, but they're not. Um, but it's still one of those things that you can look to see if they're using it. There's private messages. There are friends they may not know. But really, the trend is that they're moving off of Facebook. Once those older people decide to jump on Facebook, that's when they all decided to get off of the island and move on somewhere else. But a lot of them on Twitter. And with Twitter, the great thing about Twitter, Twitter, you're able to only say what you need to say in 140 characters, right? So a word, a letter, a period, a space, a hashtag, you're only able to use a certain amount of words. But with what they do, they quote, you know, they quote um, lyrics out, song lyrics. And if you only catch one, you may think your child's like super depressed, right? But they're quoting song lyrics, which in itself is, can be, excuse me, can be very, very scary. They're talking, they have the world at their fingers. They're able to talk to celebrities. They're able to talk to whomever they possibly want to in one social media platform. And then that also can extend to private messaging. With Instagram, you're also able to take a picture, post a picture. That picture, again, it ranges from this is my coffee of the day to I'm looking really good today, so I want to let everybody know. Um, my mom and dad are crazy, so I'm going to post a picture of them without them knowing it. Um, I'm going to post some inappropriate pictures on here and get comments. And people are going to comment. People are going to tag, right? So. With Instagram, it's all visual. We're all moving to a visual world. So with Instagram, you're able to take a picture of your day and post it. Now, these apps, these apps are, can also be used for good. The church has Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and I strongly encourage you to get on there at Heartsease HFLC, right? But these things could also be used for good. They can be used for business. They can be used for a lot of great things, but they can also be used for dangerous actions for not just for your kids who may be using it very innocently, but for people who want to take advantage of your children. And unfortunately now with Instagram, you're able to do direct messages to where they have private pictures. So beforehand, it was private words and, you know, on Twitter. And, but now you're able to do private pictures. So for me, it's like, why would you send something in private if you can't do it out in public, right? And so you want to make sure that your students or your children are saying, you know, if they have all that stuff, that it's clean. There's no reason why they need to be sending, even their boyfriend of four or five years, 
And let me just say that I always tell the teenagers, they're like, you need to have boyfriends in high school or middle school. And I'm pretty sure, sure Sarah agrees in elementary, right? So it's not even, not even essential. But let's just say that they do. There's no reason that they need to be seeing certain pictures and knowing certain elements of you whatsoever. It's not al- you're not always swimming. You don't need to have pictures of yourself with very minimal clothing on. It's just not, imp- it's just not necessary, right? With Tumblr, it's again, it's another one of those blogs. It's a photo album, so to say. So you have a bunch of pictures on a website, and a lot of the things are related, and you can do a lot of search. Ask.fm is one that is a new one, and it's a really, it's, it can be, it's interesting, but it's also very troubling. So you're able to ask anybody any questions. So it's, say, ask me a question on ask.fm, and you don't really know who's saying it. You can put who's saying it, but you don't really know who's doing it. And for the most part, it, it is people that you know. So there are people that you are connected with already. But let's just say, you know, since we're all parents here, we're all grown, is that if I'm a boy and I like Sarah a lot, right, I like Sarah a lot. And I want to ask Sarah a question. She is putting it out there by saying, ask me any question, like, what's my favorite food, right? Or where's my favorite vacation? I'm going to get there and try to figure out all that I can know about Sarah. I want to know her favorite food. I want her know her favorite song, right? And then if I'm feeling really, really, really risky, I'm going to start asking her questions to see how much she will tell me, to see how far I can push her, and to see whenever I can possibly get alone with Sarah, what all can be done. So ask at them is nice on the premise, but it's one of those things that can get really, really dangerous really, really quickly. With Vine, Vine and YouTube are video apps. So with Vine, you're able to shoot a six-second video. It's there. It's constantly on. It's kind of like Instagram where you're able to also take videos. Um, <clears throat> with these two, they're, I would say as far as safety, if we're going to go on a scale of one to ten, Vine and YouTube, they're, vi- they're videos, right? So you're kind of able to see a lot more. So with those two, it's not really so much as far as the, the danger aspect, but what you need to be watchful is what are they saying on these videos? You know, what, what's going on? <clears throat> are they saying inappropriate things on there? Are they monitoring inappropriate people as far as saying cursing all the time? If it's, if it's drugs, promiscuity, what are they saying on these things? Who are they following? And I strongly encourage you to get, if your children even have one of these or more, get on you get on the social media yourself, even if you don't even care to. Get one and troll, which means you follow and you don't have to post anything, but make sure you follow. Make sure that they follow you back. It's very, very important. Very, very important that you have their access to their cell phones, right? You pay the bill for the most part. I'm pretty sure you pay the bill. So therefore, you need to know their codes. You probably should set the codes. You should know what's going on and do regular checks. There's privacy, but then there's also responsibility. Right? And so it's one of those things that if they're going to have a Facebook, you're going to be their friend. I know when Facebook, when my mom was finally being added to Facebook, I let her wait out in the friend request list for about, I don't know, six months. But it's a little different. But right now, they're under your care and under your responsibility. So therefore, if you have an option to be more active and more involved in their lives by being involved in their social media, do it. Get to know their friends. Friend request their friends. Right? If you know their friends already, it should be no problem. Oh, that's Cody's mom. She's totally cool. That's Cody's mom. Be careful. She's definitely watching everything that you do, right? So with Google, you can set alerts that every time your parent, like your child is mentioned, or there are certain ways and certain apps that we'll talk about in a quick second, that it'll pop up when your child is mentioned, when they're sending certain things through their phones. Like there are certain ways that you can outsmart 
your teenager right, and maybe not even outsmart, but say, look, I've done all these extra parameters, so I want you to work hard. I want you to work hard to try to get around me, and I'm going to sit there and laugh and watch you because I'm already 10 steps ahead of you, so just be careful because it's going to happen. All right, moving on along. So some lingo. Um, I thought about kind of blocking some of this out, but really you need to be aware, right? I can cover, I can sugarcoat things, but I'd rather just be honest with you. Um, So BRB, we know what that means? Be right back, right? TBT, Throwback Thursday, right? Um, You know, uh, let's start at the bottom. ASL, age, sex, location. You know, I mean, age, sex, I mean, sometimes it's A slash S slash L, right? It's saying, okay, if you're on an ask.fm, if you're on a whisper, if you're on an Instagram, right, you're following these people and they're putting ASL, oh, how old are you? Oh, you're 16? Okay, I'm 17, I'm 14. That could work. Sex, oh, you're also a girl? Score! You know, you know and location. My goodness gracious, you're in Denim? I'm in Walker. That's kind of close. Cool. And then you progress from there. So, ASL. Okay. G-N-O-C. Anybody? Anybody know what G-N-O-C means? So, G-N-O-C. It's a little graphic, but I just want you to know. Get naked on camera. Right? G-N-O-C. I have to say I'm proud. Victoria did not know what it meant. (laughs) Trick question. Very, very trick question. Good job, Victoria. So, G-N-O-C. I mean, like, kids are grown, everyone, right? Just more forward. So you don't want to think that people won't be this forward. But last night, someone accidentally sent me a text message that I don't even know who they were. They were looking for someone named Courtney, and it was some very inappropriate things. And I thought about playing with them, but I was like, I'm not even going to go there with you because I don't know what's going to happen. But it was just very inappropriate, and they were very forward. And it was obvious that they were very, very young. So they're asking these things, and they may not even put in the abbreviation. It's easy use when they don't when you're a parent. You can read what they're saying. But they might. You know, W-Y-R-N kind of goes with ASL. It's what's your real name? You know, on Twitter, you're able to put so many different letters. You know, um, you know honesty, throwback Thursday right now. My AIM used to be Prince Ali 2005. I was obsessed with Aladdin. I graduated high school in 2005. So I was like Prince Ali 2005. I had that email all the way up from middle school to some point in college. So... <laughs> But it's one of those things where someone would ask me, W-Y-R-N, what's your real name? Now I have an opportunity to tell them who I really am. Then I can follow that up with ASL, right? So therefore, they already know my name. They know a nickname about me. They could probably figure out that I was 2005. So I was around, you know, depends on what time this was. And they figured out how old, you know, I was a boy and where I was located at. Okay. Um, 420. 420 is a representation of weed, right? It's another... It's a code word for drugs, right? It's actually the unofficial um, National Marijuana Day, right? So anytime you have April the 20th, there you go, and you'll see kids posting green leaves. You'll see them acting all silly. Or anytime they're referring to drugs, sometimes they just simply put 420. Turn up or turn down, right? There's a song, turn, turn down for what? Turn up. It's one of those things if your kids are saying, oh, we're going to Sally's tonight. We're about to get turned up. Really, they're about to have, it could be a great time. Like, we're going to have a fun time of just, you know, having Kool-Aid and, and, and sugar cookies and having a summer party. 
Or it could be the opposite extreme, right? That Kool-Aid could have something extra in it. It may not be sugar cookies. It will be extreme. And so turn up, right, turn down, they kind of mean the same thing in the sense of they're really going to have a, a big, big fun time. And usually, for the most part, it's going to involve alcohol. It may involve some drugs, and it may involve some other further activity. Um, LMAO, I don't believe I need to say what the A is, but laughing my derriere off. Um, in the back, I would tell them that it's laughing my arms off if they ever used it. Um, but laughing my derriere off or donkey. Um, and GTFO, which is I've actually unfortunately seen this quite a lot, is get the expletive out. Um, for the most part, anytime you see the word F, you kind of you can fairly assume of what that is going to be. Um, and again, I don't say all these things for just purely shock value. I say these things because you may see this, hopefully not on your, you know, your child's profiles or your, your media, but they're friends. I guarantee you at least one of them, even if they don't even know that person too well, but they added them, they will know and they will find out. These are just things that are very, very important for you to see and know. Um, and I'll let you know that and I'm, anytime that I ever see something on your student's profile, if it's something like that, I clearly say, oh, what is that? I don't understand. Can you please define what this means for me? Right? So if I'll pick on Kara because I haven't done it to her yet. She hasn't posted anything. But if Kara posted, you know, a, she and Maddie hanging out and it was a great day and she put something was funny, LMAO, I would say, Kara, what does LMAO mean? That way all the rest of her friends see it. Right? Then follow up with, Kara, thank you so much for being a great representation of Christ. I can't wait to see you at Heart Sustainable Life Church Wednesday at 645. It's accountability. Right? You have to be accountable to your children. When you see these things, you ask them. Even if it is BRB or, or TBT or LOL and you have no clue, you're oblivious. You, it's best just to say, what does that mean? And ask them in front of all the rest of their friends. That way, oh my gosh, I can't believe your mom just asked you what that meant. Yeah, I shouldn't have said it. I got in trouble. I can't sit down for the next five days. Right? Like, it's better to be proactive. All right. And then we will keep moving on. So, help and quality time. So, how can you get help, right? So, Sarah and I are going to tackle this both together. Um, one thing that I would say is, speaking personally, is that whenever I was in, I used to teach at Glen Oaks High School, and one of the things that I really, really woke up and learned a lot was the fact that a lot of these students did not have a lot of help, right? They didn't, they didn't have the help at home. They didn't have the parents who would be there for them. Or if they did have parents, the parents were so busy working, they weren't physically able to be everything that they could be to them. So there are resources in school, the school counselors. Go to your school counselor. Make sure they know you. Make sure they know, you know, this is who I am. This is who my spouse is. This is who their grandmother is. Like, I want to know, if you notice something with my child, let me know. Please let me know. Yeah, absolutely. I work a lot. Um, I, there's no, I work a lot. And I, I'm here at the church a lot. But I can guarantee that I can walk into the high school, Victoria's High School, and there are not many students in the high school that do not know who I am. There's not many faculty in the high school that do not know who I am. Still at the elementary school that Matthew went to, and Victoria went to four or five, three years ago, that don't know who I am, and the same with the middle school. And the reason being is because I was present. And not that I'm perfect. I'm not the greatest parent in the world. I make mistakes every single day. Probably every hour the kids can tell, name seven mistakes that I made driving over here and while I was in my office, you know, pra- you know, going over my notes for tonight. But that's just because I try to be present. And that's what's important is just being present and nagging them all the time. I nag them constantly about what's going on in their life. 
Um, you know, as far as the things talked about, Josh was talking about what's going on on their phone. I will fight them down to the ground to get their phone out of their hand, especially if they're acting funky with it. You know, sometimes Samantha's 20 years old and getting married in two months. And if she's acting funny with her phone, I will take her down to the ground to find out what she's doing on her phone because it's my business. I want to know what's going on. But as her parent, that's my responsibility to do that. You know, I'm proud to say that as far as I know, none of my children have ever done drugs. You know, none of them are having premarital sex as far as I know. And that's because I will take them down to the ground to find out what's going on in their lives. You know, and they know that I will. I'm present in their friends' lives. And when they're at my home, I'm nagging them as well because it's important to me to find out what's going on. And when your kids are in my care and in the child's area in the back and when I'm teaching them, I make them accountable, you know, and that's, I challenge you as parents to make your kids accountable by asking them questions and probing them and, you know, finding out what's going on in their life and if they have cell phones and if they have computers, you know, you need to find out their passwords and it's your business. You know, you can set codes as far as with AT&T, I don't know about others, but when they're downloading apps, you can have your phone download the same apps, and that's, you know, your responsibility as parents. You, You can be nonchalant and pretend like you can't, but you can. You can also set timers on their phones when they can't get on it after certain hours. You know, you can pretend like you can't, but you can. So as parents, you know, we can be responsible with these kinds of things. You know, and going back to the bullying thing and the depression things, you know, we need to to be present for them. You know, I'm just as responsible as every other parent, you know, is playing my little game on my phone or wanting to see what's going on with social media and finding out what's going on with the world. But, you know, taking that time out to just to nag them some and find out what's going on and being that irritating voice in the back of their head when they're typing in some of those slang things on their phone you know, knowing if my mom were to see that, will she beat me? You know, is that exactly the way Christ wants me to act? You know, will, will my mom ever find out and say, is that what, 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 how I want you to act? Is that the, what, what Jesus would want you to do? They know that I'm going to ask these questions. Am I, again, am I perfect? Absolutely not. Ask them and they'll tell you that I'm not. They'll be happy to give you the list of reasons how I'm not, I'm sure. Um, but just making ourselves more accountable to them, making yourselves present within their school. And by doing that, because they know that their school will call. They know that their friends will call and tell on them happily if they act crazy or whatever. So just being available to them. And so that leads us into the next thing about some techno- technological things that you can do to get to help. So live to text um, and drive scribe. Those are two apps that will shut your phone off when you get to a certain miles per hour. Um, I believe DriveScribe is when it gets to 10 miles an hour, and when the phone's in the car, it's typically for the the driver, is that the phone will go into a sleep mode, so to say, and it'll alert anyone that's like, this person is driving right now. They cannot get to the phone right now. They will call you back. Some of these costs, I mean, these are free, I believe, but there are certain levels, of course. The more security, the more it costs, but there really is no price for safety. Um, and we're all guilty of it at some point, right? We've all done it. We've all said, let me just try to text, get this text out really quickly, or I don't want them thinking that I don't like them, you know, especially when it's that gap of text messages, those three dots, right? Those three dots of anxiety is what I call them. When you see somebody texting and you just, you want to know what they're thinking and you put every single thought inside of (laughs) their, their three dots. Well, 
text messaging is just one extra, you know, thing that we can say, look, while you're, tech, while you're driving, you're not texting. You know, we're not always with them, but these are some things that we can put in place. Um, there are also service providers. Most service provider offers some kind of service for you that, like, when it comes to driving. Um, that way, when you get in your car, it'll shut off or have something else. On the Find a Friends app, um, I was very averse to this until um, recent travels, but it, it really, really makes a lot of sense. You know, you're able to locate via GPS where your friends, your family, whoever you have in, in your circle, um, you're able to locate them wherever they're at, right? So if they're supposed to be, you know, at the Live Oak Denim football game, but you see that they're all the way in Central or they're in Gonzales, and all you have to do is go to your GPS, you already know right away either they're not there, they're not where they're supposed to be, or somehow their phone got from Denim all the way to Prairieville, all the way to Central. And you want to find out, A, hey, are you okay? Are you alive? And if they pick up the phone, great, where are you at? Okay, just, just want to double check. Awesome, thank you. Okay, screenshot that sucker, and there you go. Right? So find a friend's app. You're able to find you know, where, where, where your kids are, where your grandmother is. You know, whoever is in your circle of friends. It can also be a little creepy, right, if you're not following your family. But especially when it comes to your kids, you should be able to know where they are whenever they, they're supposed to be where they are. Um, My Mobile Watchdog, it's a great app. It allows you to go in and set in certain parameters, right? So it says, hey, if an ex-boyfriend who is not supposed to be around anymore at all is texting your, ta- your daughter, you'll know. You'll get pinged about it. You won't be able to read it, but you'll know he just texts or if she made that call. If she's received pictures, you're able to know, hey, she just received a picture. Because we, they all delete, right? We all delete certain things. So therefore, it's able to ping you and say a certain picture, you know, a picture was sent. Like, okay, great. So let me see your phone. Did you have certain pictures sent today? Let me see all your pictures. Again, it could be nothing, but it can be a lot of things, right? So these are some, just a few apps that can help you along the way. Um, And again, the more proactive you are, the better. Um, I would say when it comes to like television and video games and you're, you know, we weren't allowed growing up to have TVs in our room. So when I finally got one, I didn't know what to do with it. Um, <laughs> so it was just like, okay, I guess I can watch TV now. But it's one of those things that you should monitor. You know, there are certain channels, you know, Disney I guess, is fine to a certain degree, and Nickelodeon is fine to a certain degree, Cartoon Network to a very, very small degree. Um, but it's one of those things that you should monitor. You know, TV's off at a certain time if the TV's there. Keep the computer out in an open area, you know. Again, it's one of those things to where if the computer desk is shifted, you don't have to wonder why. There's probably something going on, right? It can be anything, but there's probably something going on because there's some sneakiness going on. Laptops are great. I love it. But they just add that extra opportunity for them to take their computer somewhere where maybe it shouldn't be. You know, when they do start to wonder, even the best, the best, the best, like I know that all of our kids are, have those moments of wondering. And you don't want them to wander too much. And so by having the laptop, it's just an extra opportunity for them to say, oh, look, I'm in a little, you know, moment. I kind of want to figure out. Don't want to call anybody, but I have my computer right here, so I'm going to find out. Or I have my phone right here. I'm going to search. I think a lot of times, so many times, and a lot of parents I've talked to in the past, we worry about how our kids are going to react when we question them on things because we don't want them to think that we're embarking on their privacy but honestly, our kids have enough friends. As parents, we're honestly protecting them by asking the tough questions, by asking these questions. Why is the computer turned? Well, it's turned because there's a glare on it. Okay, great. There's a glare on it. That's fine. 
I was just wondering. There's nothing wrong with asking that question because it would, I would much rather know there's a glare on it than know that Bobby was looking at something that he shouldn't be looking at or that Susie was getting a, a message from Jimmy that she shouldn't be getting. You know, it's, it's better to find out that there's an honest reason for this than the reason that we don't want that to be happening. And if there's a glare there, that's great. Okay, we'll get some curtains put right here. That way you're good to go. That's one last thing. Again, when I was teaching, I was like, look, if you cheat, I'm not going to call you out. But I obviously know there's a zero, right? I want you to be a smart cheater if you're going to really try. And I want you to work hard at it. That way you get so, you know, just bogged down. You're like, I might as well just take this test. I might as well just read. And that's what you want. You want them to be able to say, my mom is a watchdog. I'm not dealing with her because I'm going to have to deal with so much, right? You want that fear of God and the fear of the parent. You absolutely do. If I went somewhere that I wasn't supposed to be while driving, I was like, even if it was I was supposed to go here to the gas station, but I decided to stop, you know, at the snowball stand, I was petrified, absolutely petrified to stop at the snowball stand, even though it was on the way, because I did not clear that ahead of time with my parents. I did not, they did not say I can go to the snowball stand. I didn't tell them I wanted to go there, right? And if I did, it was, one, it was probably the, the worst tasting, and I couldn't even get the snowball down because I was so scared. You know, I was terrified that I was going to become that person who was in a chain email, right? That if you do something wrong, then, you know, it's over, right? You want that fear of God first and that fear, of course, of parental involvement. It's like, my parents are not going to be happy with me whatsoever. I don't even want to deal with it. You know, I know that when it comes to prom and, and homecoming season that we're in right now, it's a fun time. Um, but it can also be a scary time. There have been plenty of times where I've had friends of mine or students who would say, oh, well, we're going to so-and-so's house afterwards, and we're all going to spend the night. Their parents are really cool. You know, it's great. And really, a lot of times what that means is the parents are saying, oh, there's alcohol at the house. So long as they stay at the house, it's totally fine. If you guys drink, just leave your keys here. We're going to be responsible. We don't want you going out and drinking and driving. That's really great. And while they're saying it with full compassion, A, they're committing a felony, and B, they're allowing things to happen in their house, right? And those are most likely not the standards that you set for your children. And even if they don't agree with it, they're there. And if something happens or if nothing happens and things are talked about, man, they had a really good time at so-and-so's party. It was great. Yeah, so-and-so got wasted. Yeah, whatever. And then the conversation's done. The next thing you know, it's like there's a picture of Victoria at the party, and she could just be sitting in a corner talking to somebody else about chess, right, or playing chess, but because she's associated at that party, at that house, there's no way that you do not know. Therefore, that creates doubt in your mind about your person, about your child, and it just creates a situation that doesn't need to be whatsoever. So you got to be watchful of that. There's nothing wrong with having them over at your house because you, you control what happens at your house. You don't know what's happening somewhere else. So with all of that, it's just being very, very aware, very, very active. And you want to be more active and proactive as opposed to reactive. I mean, like Sarah mentioned, there will be things that happen that you, hadn't, you couldn't do anything about. There are certainly things that will happen that you couldn't do anything about. You know? But again, it's one of those things that you want when those things happen. You say, you know, I, did all, I did the best that I could. Sure, there were some mistakes that I made, but I did the best that I could. You want them to be able to go to God, go to the Bible, come to the church, come to you. That way they can say, I, mess, I made a mistake, but that won't define me. And that there are preventive ways that you can do something about it. And also, you have a team of people who will love you and, and, and love your family 
who see your children as ours um, and nothing else. Absolutely. And when we send our children to school every day, what they're facing, it's a little bit tougher for them than it honestly is for their friends because, and that's one of the things that Josh, I know I certainly talk about, and I'm sure Josh talks to the the teenagers about it too, because they're Christians and because they're saved. When they go to school and their friends are talking about how great this party is going to be and how cool it is, you know, I know especially for Victoria faces it often. You know, a lot of times on Friday night after the football game, she comes home and hangs out with her mom because she would rather hang out with her mom than go out and do the things that her friends are doing. And that's just the choice that she's opting to make. She doesn't want to go out and do those things and doesn't want to go out, you know, carousing or whatever it is her friends are making. And I'm proud of her for making that decision. But it's tough a lot of times for our kids to be Christians. And it's a tough, you know, a world that their their kids are facing, and we have to recognize that as Christian parents. We have to recognize that, that you know, for our kids to be able to stand up and to their friends and say, you know, no, I'm just going to go home. I'm, d- I'm just going to go home tonight. You know, whether they're saying, whether they can openly admit and say, I'm not going to go out and drink with you, or I'm not going to go out partying, or I want to go out and hang with my mom, or whatever, you know, she's opting to say, it's still a big decision and a big choice that they're making. I know she has other friends that do the same thing, but it's, it's commendable. And I know there's many other kids in the youth that do the exact same thing. And so it's a big deal. And we need to recognize that as parents that, you know, every week and every day when they go to school as Christians, following Christ in public schools, it's, it's a big deal from elementary school all the way up. So it's just something that we need to realize as moms and dads. So does anybody have any questions? What's the best best app on uh, Apple for parental control? Uh, I would use the, the Watchdog app that we mentioned. Um, it's, free. it's free. It is free. Mm-hmm. There's a free version. And then also with that, um, AT&T and whatever your provider, for the most part, will provide some kind of service to where your phone can be shut off at a certain time, um, to where it cannot be used um, maybe during church, right? Or it cannot be used during certain family times. It cannot be used during certain areas, and they work with you. And when all this fails, Go phones are great. Yeah, um, you could just go <laughs> online to your settings through. If you're with AT and T through your settings, you have to go onto your computer and mess with all your different settings for your data, and you can do that. But you have to do that through your computer. Well, I put together a little handout on bullying, just some um, different signs to look out for bullying. It also has mine and Josh's email address and all our cell phone numbers if you would like it. So if you had anything that you thought of, it doesn't necessarily pertain to bullying, but it has our information on it that you might contact us if you had anything that you wanted to talk about, reach us personally. Um, and, you know, it could be about anything. that We're always available to you guys for anything that you may need in the future. And then also if you know that your child, they won't talk to you, right? They do not want to talk to you for whatever reason. Come to us. We have a team full of people who would just gladly, who want to just love. And, and it's one of those things, you know, I was telling someone today, I was like, unless you're going to harm yourself or harm somebody else, or there's just some serious situation, whatever happens, whatever, you know, the conversation that we have stays between us. You know, I may let your parent know he or she's okay. Don't worry. There's a situation at school, but we'll handle it. It's going to be fine. Or you need to know what's going on. You know, and, and we and we try to make that that way. We don't want to break their trust. But at the same time, we want to say, look, if you did something really, really bad, we're going to have to do something about it. But don't worry, we're going to be here and we're going to walk you through that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's I always encourage and even the littler kids, you know, because they will they'll tell me 
they'll come in and talk to me, especially if there's something heavy on them that's bothering them. They'll always come in and open up. And so, you know, I encourage you to, to probe at them and talk to them and stuff. But if you feel like there's something weighing on them and you can't get it out of them, please bring them and, you know, let me talk to them. And, again, if there's – unless it's that they're going to hurt themselves or hurt somebody else, you know, unless I feel that you need to be involved. But I won't break their, their trust. You know, I'll keep it between us. But it's important that they have, feel confident that they have somebody they can confide in. And then again, you know, if it's a, an older girl, they can come and talk to me. And if it's a younger boy, I would definitely bring him to Josh, you know, so they can have that, that same-sex relationship that they can talk with. It's important that they develop that trust. How would you, uh, I guess, approach it if you feel that your child is being bullied? Or if they, I mean, if they've kind of talked to you about it a little bit, but where, where do you go from there once you're almost sure that they are? Well, um, if, if she, you feel, think that she's being bullied at school... I would just go straight directly to the school. Honestly, if you if you feel like it's happening at school, no, because it, they, most of the schools, especially in East Baton Rouge Parish, have a no bullying policy, and so the the school has to deal with it on it because there's so there's so many things that's happened in in the the United States, especially in East Baton Rouge and the surrounding parishes. The school has to deal with it on some level. So um, so I would go to the principal and to the guidance counselor. And then I would also add to that, it, it, using the social media, we have it, like, it's dangerous, but we can also use it to our advantage, right? So if you feel like the school's not doing anything, bring it to your school board member. If you feel like that still nothing is getting done, tell the world, right? We live in a world to where we can just let everybody know. We let everybody know our business, what we ate, you know, we had an argument. So let the world know that you feel like some kind of injustice is being done, and you have a team of people who are going to support you. I was going to say, I know for my daughter, Olivia, her first day of school, she walked in the classroom. She was excited about the first day and saw one little girl. And I've never seen my daughter shake. Olivia's not a scared person by any means. This little girl had been bullying her. When we first moved here, and I didn't know she was in a higher grade. The girl got left back or whatever. But she just broke down. I mean, I've never seen her. I mean, my heart broke, but I couldn't phase it. But I went directly to the teacher. And we just kind of had this little eye contact, and I said, this is what... And she looked at the little girl, she looked at her, and she said, don't worry. They're best friends now. So I would say talk to the teacher and make sure you have a be present at the school so they know you, but talk to the teacher. And if they sense that fear in your child, I mean, your teacher is the best before the principal because they're with them every single day. Yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know if the, the person's in her class. Yeah, and so, um, but they should, they have to deal with it. Um, with Haley right now, I'm lucky enough that she tends to overshare a lot with me. But as she's getting closer to those teenage years, I know that's when expectedly she's going to start withdrawal a little more. But you having had those girls, is, is there a, a way for you to be able to know that you're to keep that communication open without her getting to the point where she's wanting to draw up at that age? Honestly, you just stay involved with her. It's the time that you have with her, like when it's the more time that you devote with her, like you have your special shopping days, um, your time to get ready for church, and your special time that you eat together. Those, those times that you involve, you're involved, will continue to grow together. Just even when she goes out and gets ready for dances, shopping for that, it will just grow and continue. So the more you sow into her, you're not going to lose it. Anybody else? Any other questions? Good questions so far. All right. Well, again, if, if there's ever a moment to where you feel like you need, like there's something private, like, you know, I'd rather talk about this later with you. Again, email, cell phone, text, call. Let us know. 
grab us around. We're always running around on Wednesday or Sundays, but just grab us. You know, we're, we're available, you know, or somebody will make us available if we can get there. But we do aim, it's, it's our goal and our passion to be there for them, not just in the teachings times, but outside of that as well. You know, I'm excited about we're going into the schools this semester and this year, and I'm really excited about that. I know Sarah has a lot of great things planned, and, and we're just so excited about being more involved. You know, we're a family life church, and so that just means not seeing you on Sunday, not seeing you on Wednesday, but seeing you on the weekends at your child's soccer games and, and, and the recitals and everything else, every single thing, whether it's a fun situation like that or an unfortunate, you know, situation to where you need support at a hospital or you know, or at a court, something like that. We are there from at every single step along the way, and that's what we want to do. We just need to know. Yeah, and that's it, something that's important, and we encourage you to let us know about all those situations. And, you know, we get the calls when there's a soccer game, but, you know, if there's something else that's going on, call us, you know, when you need us, that support. If it's, you know, negative or anything in between, you know, we want to be there. So just make sure that you include us and let us know so we can make sure that we're there. And, you know, not finding out after the fact, effect, effect so we can help you because that's what we're here for. All right, well, let's pray together when we, so we can close. And Father God, we just come to you tonight and we just praise you, Father. We just thank you for allowing us to spend this time together, Lord, and just learn and, and grow together, Lord Jesus. I ask that you put your hand on each and every person in this room, Father, and I ask that you bless them. And you just teach us to be better parents, better caregivers, better better people, Lord, and just allow us to be more like you, Lord. I ask that you open our minds and our hearts, Lord, and just bring us back together on Wednesday night, Lord Jesus. And it's in your precious name we pray. Amen. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.